This is TJ Talks. Listen at your own risk. Alright, welcome to TJ Talks. I'm Judd. And I'm Teresa. Alright, and we're here with podcast here for December. We are hitting the end of December. Can you believe it? Only three more weekends, basically? Thank goodness. Are you ready for 2012? No, well, no. Is it, no. Maybe, it's, maybe it's two weekends, really, isn't it? I. Well, yeah, really only two weeks, right? Yeah. Because right. then the third weekend is it. We start over again. Right. That's the big New Year's Eve weekend is on a yeah. Sunday. Yes. Yes, so, it is. It's so. jam-packed with stars, just like that movie. <laughs> But I cannot wait to see. I'm so desperate to see that movie. Wait, which movie? That New Year's Eve movie. Oh, you know, I I did see something about that. Yes. Come on, Judd, get with it. I know. You know, my head is still on some of the other movies that I have yet to see. I want to see you go. Correct. I need to see that as well. I've been told it's very good. My family saw it, but I didn't get to see it, so I need to go. Yeah. So I'm. It's on my list. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe Me I'll too. S- I think it's going to be a good couple of movie going weeks. Yeah. Right, it's always that time of year. I know, and I can I can totally see that um, this is gonna, there's going to be a, a little bit of vacation time, right? Where you'll have be able to just get out, escape, and go to the movies. Well, with the holidays being on the weekends, we all get that extra day, right? So we get that little extra twenty four hour paid holiday. Since Christmas is a Sunday and New Year's Day is a Sunday, most of our companies give them, you know. Oh, so are you getting the 26th? Yes. Oh, okay. And it's a little Ebenezer Scrooge moment because it's that you'll be expecting the whole day tomorrow then, right? You know, that it's a good excuse to rob a man of a shilling every 365th day of the year or something. Isn't that the Scrooge line? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Yeah. something like that. So, yeah. You know, uh, my company actually has the 2nd of January off as well. Oh, nice. Get a bonus. I know. That's sweet. So you don't have to go back to work on Monday. That's really nice. I appreciate that. Uh, That's nice. I, I heard it's because of football. Oh, because they won't do all the games and stuff on a Sunday, right? Yeah, well, that's, do, that's and they won't they do the Rose Parade on a Sunday either. That's what they said. Yeah. Yeah. They never have. So 80 some odd years of doing it, they haven't done it. So it's the Rose Parade is on the second on the Monday, huh? Correct. Because it's a Sunday and all the church going folks of Pasadena wouldn't be able to go to church if they had the Rose Parade on a Sunday. Oh. And God would not parade on Sunday, apparently, I think is what it comes down to. How dare them? Well, you know what's funny that you say that because this is sort of tying in with our with our theme today, our I, how dare you theme. Uh, how dare you? Can you believe it? I, okay, so we should talk about why we chose this theme. We always seem to give a little background. Yeah. And we had so much fun with our socially awkward situations and actually got a lot of interesting feedback about that show. Um I'm not going to say anymore. I'm just going to say we got some feedback. <laughs> yeah, we got great feedback. People love the show. No, we got great show. feedback. Yes, that yeah. was really, really good. So we liked this idea of talking about um, just things that make you scratch your head or go, hmm, I don't know, or whatever. So Come on. You know, somebody th- pissed you off one day, <laughs> and you're now wanted to say, how dare you? You just want to shake them. Right, right, exactly. Just, just grab well, those Actually, people. it's something that I read that apparently – 60% of the population gets offended if they found out that you were talking to them on your cell phone and you were in the bathroom or going to the bathroom. And and I'm wondering, am I going to be offended? I didn't think I was part of that 60%. 
But I don't know. Would you be offended if somebody was talking to you while they were peeing? No. No, because you wouldn't care, right? I, 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 you know, I, I guess I don't. Why don't I care? Shouldn't okay, I care? Here's why I don't care because I talk to people when I'm peeing all the time. <laughs> so. So, of course, I hope they don't know that and I'm not – Total confession time, Yes, total – I don't know why I put on these headphones and I think all of a sudden no one's ever going to find this stuff out. I know. But it was a little bit of that – these people are mortified that someone would talk to them while they were going to the restroom and how dare they do that. And I just don't think it matters. I just think it's not that big of a deal. So we've come up with about, I don't know, 15, 16, 17 different situations here that we're going to say – how dare you? Or maybe not. Maybe it's not a big deal. Maybe we're going to disagree. Because well, some of yours I don't agree with well, and some of mine I'm sure you won't. Oh, it's okay. I mean – Yeah. How dare you disagree with me? But we're going to determine what you disagree on. So, yeah. Yeah. So in, in getting this list together, we need a, one of those bingo bobbers, you know, the or the – with ping pong balls that have numbers on them so oh, that you right. – I don't know. What do you call that? A hopper or something? We need to be able to reach into the hopper to pull out a number because we have these lists. Mm-hmm. We did the bowl of awkward situa- situations, but we have this list. So you went to what website and created a random – what is I, it? I went to random.org. Okay. And you can do all sorts of cool things here. You can actually put in a whole bunch of numbers. You can put in a list, and it will randomize it for you for free. And uh, so that way you don't have to – do anything crazy. You just go. I love that idea that you could type in your list and it would randomize it for you. Like if you didn't know what to do, how to get started with something, mm-hmm. just put all the ingredients in there and then boop, it'll tell you what to do. And it's a no rent. It's not in any particular order. Nope. Like that. Random.org. Random.org. And they got a bunch of stuff there too. So of course, uh, there's. I need a countdown clock. Is there a countdown website that you use? Oh yeah. Yeah. Of course, you know, you have that on your phone. What a countdown? Yeah know that well it's sustained for a long period of time i want it to be like months of counting down to something oh no no yeah you, you can do that with a website but if you have a an event we can add that to our tj talks website or unless it's some something else we can put it I, you know there's other ways to do that okay well we may have to do that yeah maybe 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 a listener will know okay something fun and we'll reach out speaking of listeners what's our incentive for listeners our incentive for listeners if you like the facebook page which we hope you do 18 of you do. 18 of you do. We'll, well put 16 you, do. 16. Not the right. two of us. <laughs> we are going to put the names into the randomizer, and whoever's name is on the top of the list will be selected as the winner of the Commuter Cup. The very nice. I'm NASA. very excited about this. I yeah. know. Me too. Of course, I hope they, they uh, will have the runners up in case somebody doesn't want to provide their address to have it mailed out to them. But why wouldn't they? Nobody would. How dare they? How dare they? Yes. How dare they like our page and then not want to win their cup? Come uh-huh. on. <laughs> Great. Well, all right. So, yes, click between now and December 15th. Tomorrow. Get it done. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. That's right. And, uh, and I'll have you all know that I was willing to have the contest today. And Judd said, nope, we can't. We have to be true to form. We have to wait till tomorrow. <laughs> so we are waiting till tomorrow. I was like, ah, no one's really going to like it between now and then. <laughs> Never but know. hopefully I'm wrong. Maybe another 27 people will like it. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, should we get this started? We should. How dare we waste people's time <laughs> with this inane banter? All right. So in the random or- organization website, you put into the numbers, and the first number that came up is number five. Number five. Number five. How dare you? <clears throat> 
Oh, okay. So this is for parents. For parents. How dare you not buckle up your kids in the car or smoke in the car with the windows rolled up and your kids in the car? First of all, how dare you smoke anyway, right? Like who does that? <laughs> Do people smoke in Florida still? Oh, they smoke. They don't smoke in restaurants and they can smoke in bars though. Oh, you do have that going for you. Yeah. And Bars are the only place to smoke if you're going to smoke. But you can't smoke in a bar in California. Not in California. Hell, you can't smoke on the beach in California. You can't smoke outside. You can't smoke in your own apartment. You can't smoke anywhere. Really? Well, I, yes. yeah, I guess in an apartment, the apartment complex can tell you it's a no smoking place. The stringent smoking laws are, I guess, better for all of us in general for our health, but it if you were a smoker, and I have a lot of addictions, so I understand smokers and their addiction, um, I, I think it would be problematic. Where the hell do you smoke? You go to Disneyland, and they have one little corner in Frontierland where you can stand and smoke a cigarette. So, But for parents of kids, don't smoke in the car with the windows rolled up. Come on. Come on. my Well, I, I know people. <laughs> <laughs> I know people. I got people. You got people yes. who did this who did or did this? this? Who did yeah. this to their kids when they were little? Uh-oh. <laughs> I think a lot of us could tell those stories of, you know, being trapped in the car with your parents and sure. yeah. Sure. And not but, but you know, back in the 70s when we were growing up. I mean, I can remember being in the car and sitting in the driver's seat on my uncle's lap. Right. There well, was no seat belts. Come on. It, well, we drove giant cars then, though, too, right? Like, that was before all the crumply cars that we drive now. That, that's true. When you laid down in the back of a car, you were in a king-size bed. <laughs> yes, exactly, right? You could you could stand up and walk on the back bench seat in the back of my parents' Malibu. Oh, hell and, yeah. you know, as kids, we didn't care about that. And I guess, yes, it was instant death if you did get in an accident because you'd be flung into the metal dashboard. But... For for those of us that survived with only a few scars, I know my brother's got a scar on his forehead from being smooshed in a dashboard. So. I, I know yeah. that my finger got caught in the trunk of a Pontiac Le Mans. Ow. So, yeah. But you know what? They couldn't have hurt too bad. I still, I, you still I, have full I, dexterity. Yeah. You know, the only finger that really got hurt was the one I cut myself about six months ago. <laughs> See, you survived. All right. So – the jury is, how dare you drive around nowadays without your kids buckled up? Because it's just common sense now. Yeah, and absolutely. then how dare you smoke with your kids in the car, right? Right. Or just how dare you smoke in general? Well, I mean, I, I, I'll i give people, if you want to smoke and you can afford it and that's your deal, you know, so just don't just don't make me have to breathe your smoke. That's all. <sighs> that's all I ask. I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say that people don't have a right to smoke. Right. But I'm pretty close to it only because of the insurance elements that I may have to incur the costs of more expensive insurance to cover somebody else. But but that's because smoking is a choice, the other things, but then you, you know, then you start to get into food and bad eating habits. Yeah, I was going to say, habits. let's tack some Twinkies then with the Surgeon General stuff and say, you know. You where, know where do you take it? So, what do you, I mean, how, and how dare you talk about badly about my Twinkies? So. Exactly, you know. <laughs> All right, all right. Let's move on because we got 17 of these. All right. Okay. The next randomly generated number was number 12. Okay. So this one is based a little bit on a current event that recently happened, you know, with the Occupy Wall Street Mm -hmm. protests everywhere. And in particular, the protest up at Stanford 
where there was a line of protesters, students. Mm -hmm. They were sitting, you know, crisscross applesauce, arms linked or whatever. And that policeman is just wickedly spraying them full on with the pepper spray. And no regard for them. They're not doing anything wrong except not moving apparently. Mm -hmm. And, And the disdain in which it looks like he's spraying them is really bad. Yeah. So someone has created a T-shirt that has the image of that cop spraying the baby Jesus in the manger because their equation is that the baby Jesus is as innocent as these people at Stanford were, these Occupy Wall Street. So what do you think about that? Like how dare you, A, spray those students, and B, make a T-shirt that has the baby Jesus being pepper sprayed? I, I don't know. What do you think? Wow. You know, I think, uh, you know, why, why don't they have, uh, you know, a, a T-shirt of the guy burning the flag or something? I mean, it seems to me that, you know, I, I don't think that the, the, what they're, he, the message that they're trying to portray is being done very well by, by doing that. I mean, I don't know. What could have the cops done to get those kids out of there anyways? I mean, are we reliving that uh, deal in Ohio State University, you know, or the Kent, Kent State Kent, Kent State deal? Yeah, Kent State. <laughs> I mean, no one's really getting shot with a gun, but pepper spray is somewhat, you know, well, it's obviously dangerous. I don't know that it's lethal. I guess if somebody was allergic to it, they could be. But is the is it the best technique for moving people along? Had they done every had they exhausted every other way of getting those kids out of there. And I think the problem is they hadn't. And, and here again, when you see the image of him doing it, like just full on in their faces, oh, I saw it's it. very disheartening. And, and you really wonder, okay, exactly who is he protecting and serving here? So I mean, I, don't I, know. I was gassed in the Navy as part of boot okay. camp. Everybody goes through boot camp and it, I think at every, all branches, you get gassed okay. so that you know what it's like to have uh, like, a, you know, one of those tear gas type of things. Right. You know, and you really, I mean, it gets in you. It goes, you're like, ugh. Yeah. So. And you have to function? Do you have to find your way out of something? Or what do you, you have know, to do? You're in this, like, chamber. It's like a big metal box, at least when the way they did it for us. And you're in there with a gas mask on. So okay. the gas mask, and they shift the, the gas going, and you realize that your gas masks really do filter and and protect you. And oh, then, okay. And then what happens is they say, okay, take off your masks. <laughs> oh, man. And they make you That's... sit and stand in there for just a little bit enough to get it, you know, your eyes. Yeah. And does it burn? Does it get, obviously you gag, oh, yeah, you can't yeah. breathe. The eyes yeah. burn, you're, you choke, uh, the whole thing. And then you run out the door. Okay. All right. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, it takes a while. It takes probably 15 minutes plus to kind of recover from that. Okay. I, I've never had pepper spray sprayed. I'm sure it burns like it's probably like, you know, like hot Tabasco kind of that sort of burning sensation. Yeah. Especially if you got it in your eyes. What is it? The capsaicin and the pepper that burns, right? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Back to the original, how dare you put that on a t-shirt with the baby Jesus? That just seems a little crude, but because I don't think that is exactly what what the Occupy Wall Streeters are trying to convey either. Um, I think they're just trying to convey the fact that the police are turning on peaceful citizens, right? So, Well, yeah, I I think the guy was obviously 
wrong to do what he did when you yeah. see the thing. Although, and I no punishment for him, right? No, not even any paid leave or anything. I like, don't know. yeah, there was he's not to a my real, knowledge, just been nothing. He's not a real cop, anyways, right? Yeah, I believe he was a. Oh, yeah. oh he's a real, real yeah. cop. Okay, well, I don't know. All right, I mean, well, that was tricky. It All is right. tricky, but uh, you're right. How dare you? I agree. How dare you? How dare you? Okay, how dare you spray and put it on teacher? Anyway, number two now. Okay. Yeah. Here we are, number two. Okay, this one is much more lighthearted, but I'm equally offended by it. How dare you charge for condiments at a restaurant like barbecue sauce or sweet and sour sauce from McDonald's? Yes, you're right. If I'm going there and I'm paying for the entree, how dare you charge me an extra 25 cents for an additional ranch or whatever? Come on. You know, it's particularly at a sit-down restaurant. You know, I can understand McDonald's. They give you, they go, okay, we'll give you two with the with your meal. Now, if you want above and beyond that, we'll, we're going to charge it. You know, no, huh? it's no? McDonald's. No. no, they don't need to charge me for an additional creamer packet or an additional. Oh, no, absolutely not a creamer. I could but understand I mean, their a, a, a sweet and sour or whatever. I'm sorry, I should be able to get as many of those as I like. If I, I should get one for each McNugget if I want it. I don't want to charge additionally. <laughs> you just want to like lick them out of the thing. Yes, I want to shower in sweet and sour sauce, and I don't want them to charge me for it. Well, I, I agree. I mean, I think that there's a, a reasonable amount of stuff that you should be able to get. And refills. Don't you feel like you should not be charged for refills at a sit-down restaurant? Oh, absolutely. Correct. No, Most no. places have dialed that in. Like, you don't have to get charged for that. But Yeah, yeah not when they're charging $2.50 for a drink. Exactly. Yeah. You know? And you get a little upset when the waitress only comes by your meal to take your order and drop off the food and yeah. never shows back up again. And your bill. Right? Oh, yeah, your bill. Yes, yes. Which they (laughs) drop off with your food. (laughs) All right. Well, the next number generated randomly was number one, and this also has to do with restaurant themes. And This is, how dare you take up a table at a restaurant for hours when it's clearly crowded and you're just hanging out? I don't know. Sometimes I like to sit in Starbucks when it's really crowded, and I'm really excited to have that table for a long time. Well, no, I, that's Starbucks. That's not – no one's coming to serve you. People can come in and out of a Starbucks. Okay. But if you go to a sit-down restaurant like a Mimi's Cafe, for right? instance, and it's the dinner time and the place is just packed, you know? And, and you, you think you should move it along. I think that you should go there and eat, have your conversation, and then go. But I don't think that you should decide that it's time to camp – for, you know, but what if for, you're having dinner with someone you haven't seen in a long time and you have a lot of catching up to you or it's a okay. first date and it's going really, really well and you don't want to leave or, well, I, oh, that, you know? Okay, okay. But, I mean, if what if it's just you and you bring in all of your uh, real estate books and you bring in your cell phone <laughs> and you sit down and you decide <laughs> this is going to be my office for the next six hours? See, as someone who works mobily on the road a lot, I still don't have a problem with it. I really? Think it's okay. Any in a restaurant? As long as you're willing to tip well, it's As long good. as I tip well uh-huh. and take care of that person. Yeah. Tipping well is part of that because, yeah, they are missing out on the tips that they would get from, from more customers rotating through that table. Right. So you're right. And if I, I know I've been part of a large group of people and and you're waiting for the one and only large table in a restaurant, right? And yeah. it's a place that can't take reservations. So you just kind of go and hope you get in. And you see the other table of 10 is lingering over their 
their dessert and then they order coffee and then they're ordering brandy or whatever it is after a long dinner. Mm-hmm. And you think, okay, come on, people, move along. And you stand there and you even kind of stare at them and give them the eye contact, like move it, move it, move it. All right, those people kind of annoy me. But on the one-off situation where it's me taking the table up, I yeah. kind of don't care, especially yeah. if it's going well, if it's dinner and something I want to do with somebody. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's just me. That's funny. So, all right. We'll agree to disagree on that. Well, because I, I went to Mimi's for breakfast, but the place was completely empty. There wasn't ah. a single person in the place. And I sat <laughs> down there with my iPad and my all my paperwork, and I screwed it out all over the table because I had it all to myself. Yeah. And, and I was thinking, I said, you know, if this place was really, really crowded with people, this could be pretty rude. <laughs> and I think you're right. And I oftentimes, I mean, I, I think you're right about it, even though I don't, I, I don't do that or I don't live that way because uh-huh. I know that I'm, one of my biggest complaints nowadays is that people are so self-centered and they only think it's, life's about them. Yeah. And especially in a parking lot. Have you ever noticed that when you're waiting for a parking space, especially now, it's crowded everywhere you go, right? Oh, yeah. So you're waiting for a space. Someone's coming out. They're getting into their car. Mm -hmm. And it seems to take them 47 minutes to get into their car because they got to plug in their phone. They got to do whatever. They got to put their seatbelt on. They got to adjust their chair. They do their mirror, comb their hair. I don't know what they're doing in there, but it takes forever and you're waiting and waiting and waiting patiently and there's now a line of cars behind you and you feel like a jerk because you've clogged up the lane but you get, don't want to move because you need this space and those people in that car that will not pull out of that parking stall are ruining it for everybody because they're being self-centered. That's how I view that. I don't mm-hmm. know if anybody else views it the same way. Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. I want to get in and then there's three cars behind me by the time yes, the person's... Yes, and you want people to move along and nobody thinks about anybody else. They just... I got to get in my car and take my time. And uh, that annoys me. So, mm-hmm. so in parking lots, move it along. But at restaurants, take your time. Wow. <laughs> did, did that eliminate another number? It did. Okay. So now, okay, we did. <laughs> that was number one. That was number one. So now we're on to number seven. Oh, this is highly offensive. I don't know anybody that does this. Thank goodness. If you don't bring a bottle to a BYOB party, but you drink anyways. <gasps> That's cardinal sin in my book. Isn't it? Yes. I don't care if you drink what you brought. That's fine. You don't have to drink that. But you have to bring something. Now, here's a question. Let's say you are a teetotaler. You know, a a non-drinker. Yeah. But you drink, like, Coke. Do you have to bring in Coke to, if it, I mean, any drink? Wow, that's a good question. I don't. I don't understand people that don't drink, so I don't know how they think. <laughs> but, uh, but if you were going to go somewhere and you know you're only going to drink Diet Coke or 7-Up or Coke or whatever all night, then I would – and it's a BYOB thing. I would probably bring my own two-liter bottle of something yeah. and not rely on the fact that there's going to be something there. And if the host does have soda and things like that, they're probably providing those as mixers for the real legitimate guests who actually <laughs> – Bring the jack and the, you know, pour mm-hmm. the coke. So I think everyone needs to bring their own drink. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the beverage business, so everybody should drink more drinks. That's just me. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Now, would you, but I would never have the balls to confront somebody about that, would you? No. But I think you have to bring something to a BYOB. I mean, even, right. if, even if you didn't bring a drink, if you brought food. 
you'd probably get a pass. Yeah, food, food – well, depending on what it is. If it's like clam dip or something gross, no. But if it's <laughs> something good. If it's hot or yeah, yeah, you're fine, right? Good. Yeah. <laughs> BYO pigs in a blanket. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah, that's not okay. So what number was that? Okay, number, that number – now we're seven. moving on to number, number nine. nine. Number, number nine, number nine, number nine, number nine. It's for the and, Beatles. <laughs> yes. And Ferris nine times. Yeah. Oh, this one gets me. If you don't replace the toilet paper roll after you've used the last one. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> I live with a lot of people that don't do that. And children especially don't do that. And children get a pass until they're five. And then they know where the toilet paper is. So even if they can't manipulate the little thing to put it on there, you can put it on the counter and then the next person with hands that will work the little thing can put it on there. Yeah, that's just rude. It's wrong. Mm-hmm. Absolutely wrong. But I know a lot of people have that complaint in their homes. So if you don't do it, do you get yelled at? Oh, I always do it. There oh, in, oh, there's good. no okay. – not and – the toilet paper must roll from the top to the down, oh, not from no. the under, not underneath, not from the back. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't have that little OCD tick. Oh. I know a lot of people do. So, okay. It, it always, you know, that direction because right. uh, it, it's difficult to. What happens is, and this is the lot my logic here on this. Okay. If I have a pet peeve, that would probably be one of my only ones. <laughs> Although, you know what? I am fine with the toilet paper just being – I saw this this uh, little cartoon where they had a thing, the toilet paper, the debate, great debate, over right. or under. Right. And then the uh, the problem solved is it just sits there on top of the toilet bowl. There you go. You don't yeah. have to worry about well, it, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and I would actually be fine with that too. But uh, <laughs> the thought is, is what happens is you pull off the last piece, the thing gets rolled around, and then it's hard to find it. It gets, you know, it's like a piece of tape, you know, right. trying to find that piece. Annoying. Yeah. So if it goes from the back, you know, and you're sitting there, you're kind of thinking it should roll this way, not pushing it backwards. Okay. I find this interesting for a couple of reasons. Uh-huh. First of all, I, I appreciate things being in order and all of that. So I, if somebody has that particular need to have the toilet paper, I, I appreciate it. But for a man to have that need, I think is interesting because you're using toilet paper 50% of the time, right? Like you're not always using it. Like 20, 20% of the time. 20% of the time, <laughs> depending on how much fiber in your diet, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I understand that women have more of a need for toilet paper. Yeah, exactly. So we should have more opinion on it. Um, you're, no, you're entitled to feel however you want about it. It's annoy- It's just annoying <laughs> when people don't put it out there. Absolutely. Yeah. How dare them? <laughs> And then, okay, so here's the other thing, and I am guilty of this because my house is small and I don't have a lot of storage in my bathroom. So my toilet paper is not – I don't have extra toilet paper in the bathroom. You have to leave the bathroom, go four feet into the hallway, and grab it out of a linen closet. What what is on top of your toilet bowl? Hairbrushes and mousse and styling gel and stuff. So I, I think it's rude of me. And other people who do the same thing. Because if you're a guest at somebody's house and you run out of toilet paper, then you're like, okay, I'll find the one under the sink or whatever. Right. Well, yeah. Well, I don't do that. I don't have any under the sink You don't either. have emergency toilet paper in the bathroom? I don't. No, wow. I don't. So you've had that situation where you had your pants down and you're, you're you know, <laughs> going down the hallway. You're hoping yeah, nobody's home. but it's at my house, so it's no big <laughs> deal, right. right? But if it's somebody else's <laughs> house or so, a guest at my house, they don't know. Right. So, yeah. 
So I'm not a good hostess that way. I always try to make sure I check the status of the toilet paper before people arrive. So, mm, yeah. my gosh. This, how dare we have this conversation? I know. Way more information than we need. All right. That was number nine, right? Number nine's TMI. Okay. Got that. <sighs> oh, all right. Number eight. Okay. Purposefully undo salt and pepper shakers or create other havoc at a restaurant for no other reason than you think it would be funny. Now you wrote this on. This is from your list. Have you done this? Or no, no, no. I've been the customer who went to go use the uh, uh, the that and have a thing of salt all over my meal. Yes, I like practical practical jokes. I think they're fun, but when it's gonna, I don't know. To me, those aren't. It's not funny. And especially if you're a jokester and you're going to go, oh, I'm going to mess this up for the next person, you're not even going to see the dividend of your practical joke work on somebody if you're not at that same table or restaurant anymore. So unless you're like me and you're sitting at the table for hours. <laughs> I, I, you know, I think that you know, people who are bored or mean or something, I mean, that's just – that is a how dare you. How dare you mess with those kind of things? I mean, that's like, right. you know – like, do you let the air out of people's tires? I mean, sugar in someone's gas tank or whatever. I mean, it's, well, it's 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 at the point of almost vandalism. Yes, exactly. I kind of feel that way about toilet papering. Yeah, like, keep people's houses and stuff. So, yeah, it's you not know, my favorite thing. You know, knock on wood, I have not had to clean my house with having toilet paper. And I, how did they do that at the high school? Do you remember coming, going to Montclair High yes, School? Yes, it would just be draped with toilet paper. It, yes. It was like uh, like it snowed, the amount of toilet paper that was all over that campus. And I, I will tell you, I, I don't agree with it, but it was a work of art. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a lot of work. I wouldn't call it work of art, but no, yes. I mean, there's some photos. I think even in the yearbook there might be some photos because – I mean, just the amount of toilet paper. There must have been like $100 of toilet paper. I mean, Easily. we're talking 1987. This is 25 years ago. Yeah, yes, right. exactly. Yeah. 20... Thanks, Judd. How dare you point that out? <laughs> How dare I? Um, <laughs> I mean, but the way that uh, those trees that kind of lined the, the cafeteria. I can still see it. Yeah, the way yeah. the toilet paper would waft in the air. It was I mean, just, yeah, it was just all like, it was yeah. like amazing that they, whoever, I mean, it was like they, like they brought ladders with them. I mean, and those, they totally did, yeah. They they worked hard on that. The, but those people totally probably did. work in the you know for the movies or at some theme park somewhere now doing decor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, they probably do. <laughs> All right, here we go. Number that was number eight. Now we're on to number thirteen. Oh, okay. I liked this one, and or I like the idea of this one, and it's a little bit like our current event one about the Occupy Wall Street. Okay. Uh, a week ago on Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. they did a skit with Steve Buscemi was the guest host that day, okay? Uh-huh. And they did this skit, and it was a faux press conference at Penn State. Right. I saw it. At, at a college, right? Um, yeah. And it was to to denounce the fact that they did not have a sexual predator or child molester on their coaching staff. And they made the Steve Buscemi character out to be the one that they had suspected, but it wasn't him. They had done all this research and, you know, had him trailed by the cops, et cetera, et cetera, and looked at his computer. There was no evidence. So is it too – we've had this conversation before. Is it too soon to make jokes about that? And and is it ever too soon or is it always too soon when it's a, a really sore spot topic like that? Isn't the How guy? Isn't the joke. guy denying that he did it? 
Ugh, yes, 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 yes. And he denied, yes, it's going to trial, and he denied his pre-trial uh, hearing and all that, and he's pleading non-guilt, not guilty. And then I heard, just heard this little tidbit today on the news. His lawyer yeah. uh, came out yesterday and said that if you think the Penn State people really thought Sandusky was a sexual predator or child molester, there's, there's no way they would have thought that and kept him on. And he's not. And if you think that he is, then you need to dial 1-800-REALITY. So he was making that up, right? That right. 1-800-REALITY. Well, if you dial 1-800-REALITY, it's a gay sex uh, phone line. <laughs> I for did hear cents. that. I heard that. <laughs> I, was that really true? It's true. Yes, they, they did it this morning on a radio show. Oh, so, really? Yeah. They did? Yes. I was wondering if that was really true or not. I so, bet you they're making some bucks now, huh? Oh, I'm sure they are. You know, <laughs> actually, they're not because every time they call an 800 number, it costs the people on the 800 number money. Sure, <laughs> they're yeah, they're getting dinged for it. But you never know. A lot of people are probably paying the 99 cents a minute to get whatever it is they can get from that site. But um, that's another. <laughs> that's all, yeah. <laughs> um, but okay, so we talked about this before. Shuttle jokes the day after the crash. Uh, John Bonet Ramsey jokes the day after she disappears, you know, Casey Anthony jokes and all. Is it too soon to joke about these people who have done something horrible or we think they have or something bad's happened? Is it, is it ever okay? Well, I mean, look at Alec Baldwin. Wasn't it? It was last week. Yeah, exactly. And he goes on there and, and spoofs American Airlines. And he was really, yeah, snarky about it too. You yeah. Know? And uh, uh, Myers there, uh, Seth Myers, is like, do you really, come on, do you really want to go through this? Yeah, you do, do, yeah. Do we, keep going with it. Keep going right. with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Alec Baldwin, that's that could be its own how dare you. And we, maybe we'll have a bonus round at the end of that because there's a lot going on with him. I like him. He's obviously an egomaniac and, and fine. That's his job to be, right? So he's got stuff going on. But – but his situation pertained to him, and the only persons really damaged were the people on the plane who were delayed. But the plane was already delayed, so it wasn't like it was that big of a deal. And then secondly, it didn't harm anyone physically, and no children were molested or scarred for life, and nobody died. So do you think that it's different when there's, when there's circumstances you, where people are truly injured? Do you know what, though? He's a celebrity, and he got celebrity treatment. If that would have been you that got up and slammed the door on that airplane, you would have been let off in cuffs. Oh, yeah. The marshal would have taken you off. Right. But I'm Alex Alec Baldwin, so, uh, you know, I just get on another flight. I get taken off. Whatever. Okay. What do you do? And then I sit there and I rant and complain, and then I go on TV and rant and complain, and I, tw- and then I shut down my Twitter account because I'm. Yeah, know. what's that? And I follow him on Twitter. That was kind of a not anymore. He's a, yeah, he's not on there anymore. He was a prolific tweeter. I think that's more indicative of him maybe having some sort of personal breakdown. I think so. I mean, but you work in. Okay, so we're getting back to this topic of is it too soon? You work in 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 and around NASA. Was were shuttle jokes funny? Are they funny now? Well, I mean, it goes back to the Aflac duck. Oh yes. I mean, too soon. Sure. Too was, soon. You can't. Yeah, I guess it is yeah. too soon. But apparently, you know, it's the sensitivity of. It, it depends how many. I think what makes too soon is how many people are affected by the tragedy. You know, space shuttle. That affects all these people's lives. So, you know, the tsunami, you know, you're making fun of the whole country. You know what's interesting about that is I think, isn't there some sort of study that 
that when we hear about, you know, 10,000 people are killed in an earthquake, we yeah. go, that's a bummer. But if you hear three people crushed under a, you know, bridge that collapsed or whatever, it's like we take the three people being crushed under a bridge much harder than the 10,000 people dying somewhere because we can't we can't relate to 10,000 people the way we can relate to, well, shoot, I live in a house with three other people. That's everybody in my house that got killed in that bridge collapsing. <laughs> so do the, num- do the numbers really make it different? Is it easier to joke about something that only had one victim versus well, 150,000 well, or I, whatever? I don't but know. But I guess the victims, when it's large like that, feel like they're faceless. Right. You know, it's like the. So it's easier to make that joke. It's like but people who Penn steal. State, from there's 10 kids that are charging this guy, right? So that's. Right. There's a lot. I can see 10 faces easy. Oh, yeah. So is it but funny the, to talk about child molestation? And on a college campus in that way? I don't know. I don't know. I, I know that uh, George Carlin did a whole thing on rape. You know, he goes. <laughs> That's a yeah, sticky subject. Yeah, okay. George Carlin goes, rape could be funny. And yeah, it has a whole thing on it. You, oh, just dear. Go, go to YouTube. It's on Oh, there. YouTube that. Yeah. yeah. I don't like George Carlin. And I think comedians, comedians should get a pass maybe a little bit more sometimes on what they say. Because they are trying to elicit laughter. But... Just in general, I don't think Abe Lincoln assassination jokes are funny. I don't think Helen Keller jokes are funny. I, I mean, even though I have giggled at a few. So. <laughs> oh, dear. In fact, I haven't heard a good Helen Keller joke in a while. But anyway, so <laughs> we'll move on. Okay, so we're in agreement that it's okay. It's never too soon. You can do whatever. And say um, whatever. And know how dare you. I, I, I think that at, at least publicly – Yes, I yeah. think there's there's too soon publicly. It, it goes back to Toastmasters, right? Know your audience. Know your audience, right? <laughs> you True. Know? And if you think they're going to be offended, they probably are. You know, huh? I mean, do you do you not like you have some of those lists on Facebook, and it has like family, acquaintances. You know, you change your audience maybe based upon the tweet or the Facebook posting that you're going to do. Right. You know, not everybody gets uh, you know pictures of everything or right yeah no this is why we have separate accounts for lots of things (laughs) anthony wiener (laughs) should have had a separate separate twitter account right right and it shouldn't have said anthony wiener (laughs) right that was his first problem all right moving on Mm -hmm. number randomly generated number no i think we're on 17 right i thought you did 17 okay No, uh, oh, if I did, I did the wrong number. Okay, so, well, this one is number 17 here. I guess this has to do, the theme of this one is hypocrites, right? And the the person that I'm citing here is Rush Limbaugh Hmm. and his anti-drug stance that he's always had about, you know, lock-up drug addicts and drug dealers and anybody who uses drugs and his anti-marijuana thing. uh, Don't legalize it. It's the end of the world if we do. Meanwhile, he's... Hopelessly addicted to oxycotton Tell has made Popper. himself death, de- or death because of it essentially, and has the has the gall to talk about people and drug addicts in a disparaging way. And he's back on the air. Oh, oh yeah, he's, yeah, he's always on the air. How dare he? How dare he? Yeah, I, you know, I, I think that hypocr- anytime you see these hypocrites, and that goes back to the Anthony Weiner. I think he was. I don't know. Was he? Did he? Was he? Uh, Maybe he wasn't, but there's other people like that. I mean, there's all those, and we've we've had this conversation many times about politicians who are have a stance, and then they get caught with their pants down, literally. 
Right. Right. It's just not cool, right? No. 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 And, and who do they think they are that, A, they're not going to get found out, and, B, it's just whenever someone claims moral superiority in any way, I just want to just punch them in the throat. Because you know that everybody's got something, right? We're just... I, I, you know, I love... For, why is that funny to me when I hear that? Punch them in the throat. Because <laughs> it would hurt, right? And it makes them shut up. I That's wanna, what I, I like. I just want to punch you in the throat. In the throat. <laughs> so, and this, this is going to encompass in a couple of, our, of them on our list of, of how dare you is. Uh-huh. And, and left-leaning Al Gore and his, you know, let's save the environment, etc., which I agree... But yeah, he is pretty bad for the environment, right? I mean, he takes his plane and his Hummer and his, or not his Hummer, but his his Yukon or Escalade or whatever it is he drives. And yeah, he does lots of things that are bad for the environment. And he prints books on thousands of pages of paper that that probably shouldn't be. In you got to get the message out. And then his house, and then, so he just pays to de- he he makes payments to defer his uh, his use. Of, what is it? Those. Uh, his carbon footprint, Car- yeah, right? Carbon yeah. footprint usage by carbon credits. You you, you can pay it for that. <laughs> And that I think is – I think I just wanted to illustrate that it doesn't matter if it's a right-wing person versus a left-wing person. It's hypocrites of all kind that just annoy us. And there's a certain um, cost of doing business, so to speak, right? Like mm-hmm. we, all, we all have a carbon footprint. Whether we try to or not, we do. So if you want to not have one and if you want to complain about everybody else's, then you need to cease existing because there is no way you're not going to have – some sort of impact negatively on some aspect. That's right. So, and I think, I, I think Al Gore probably would own up to that, and and he does make his payments for it. Whereas Rush Limbaugh makes no apologies for the facts that he he thinks that all drug users should be in prison, with the exception of himself. Right. That's. Yeah. I think that's the more hypocritical aspect. Right. It, right. It's not like just uh, do what I say, but you know, not as I do. But, all right. Yeah. And here again, we're going to go political because I'm skipping to number 14. Okay. How dare the Republican Party kick Herman Cain out of the race? Or or they didn't kick him out. He chose to leave the race mm-hmm. on his own accord or his wife asked him to. We don't really know what happened there. Because of his accusers, alleged, you know, philandering, etc. And so all those people who were supporting Herman Cain – are now supporting Newt Gingrich, who is a two-time philanderer. He's been married three, four times. And and the very thing they, they're making Herman Cain leave the race for, they're embracing a Newt Gingrich? Or what? How dare anyone try to explain that that is okay? Okay. I will. <laughs> oh, good. Please do. Cause this, Did, didn't I, I, thought I, I thought I explained this to somebody the other day. That the difference between Herman Cain's indiscretions and uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Newt Gingrich's indiscretions, is that one was involved in patently illegal activity. Sexual harassment is, you know, a, a civil, potentially criminal action that he could have been charged with. He could have went to jail for that. Now. Being a philanderer, like uh, you know, his wife's in the hospital, like Newt Gingrich, mm. and he cheats. Could he go to jail for that? Isn't um, it illegal in some states to uh, uh, have probably, extramarital affairs? Aren't pro- there still some states that have that? Probably the state he's from, which is Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, you think if anybody's going to nail you to a cross on that. Um, okay, hey. all right. <laughs> Georgia. Uh, mm. It makes my head hurt, though. I don't. Yeah, but it, I don't understand. The, the only difference is like if you're on a scale of one to ten of how bad the indiscretion is. If Herman Cain's a ten, then Newt Gingrich would be the nine. <laughs> and I think you I know? think Herman Cain's offenses. Let's but look at it. He was accused of something, right? And I'm not defending him at all. But he was accused of something. He was never charged with any crime. No one's he proved settled, anything, right? Yeah, no one's proved anything. That's he true. For undisclosed amounts of money, which means nothing as far as his guilt or innocence is concerned. Just, just make, pain to make it go away just means the pain goes away. I got so much money, just shut the hell up. Right. You know. And I'm not saying that. I'm not saying he didn't do it. In fact, I, you know. Where there's smoke, there's probably a little spark of something. I don't know. but There's a lot of smoke. Okay. <laughs> that's okay, a, so let's that's think about marriage, though, all right? And, and what is truer to the sanctimony of marriage? If you have an indulgence and a, an affair or whatever, but you decide to stay married and you work through that, isn't that still better than getting married multiple times? If you want to talk about marriage and its sanctimony. So no. the fact that Newt Gingrich – no, you're wrong. You <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about marriage. <laughs> you don't want to talk about marriage. Okay, never uh, mind. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, I just think that if you're going to compare the the wrongdoings, yeah. that you can't you cannot justify embracing the other candidate because his wrongdoings, in my opinion, are equally, if not worse. Oh, I, on that I agree. I agree that uh, right. Yeah, there, there isn't much of a difference between the two. I, I think, though, that if he, if Herman Cain had gotten uh, arrested or was in a, drawn into a civil battle where he had, there was an admission of guilt at some point, then absolutely. Of course, I mean, what, why do we even know about uh, Newt Gingrich's indiscretions? Well, he's a public figure, so, and he's been married many times, and the, letting your wife know that you're leaving her when she's dying of cancer gets out, I guess, in the press. Yeah, but what is, I mean, so did that mean he cheated on her and, or what? I mean, we don't really know that he did anything other than had another relationship. Did he have sexual relationships with this other person before his wife died? Do we know? I don't know that for sure. But do you often leave your marriage for someone that you're not sexually involved in? I mean, what are those numbers? That's good. And uh, (laughs) if you you know, post to the Facebook. (laughs) page there you go that's right like the facebook page while you're there and win your coffee cup Uh all right i think we're gonna do two more okay Okay. sounds good um i want to get two good ones so vamp for a moment while i pick out Uh oh okay here's one this is a little less that i think we can both agree on Uh but i think there's still some exceptions if you make noise at the movies Now, this example on the list is if you're sucking on a hard candy or whatever, mm-hmm. that's not okay. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's the proximity to the – it's just I – mean, that's a great example, the sucking. Have you ever had that though? It's like one of those peppermints and it's in the mouth and it's <laughs> – and it, because it's, uh, you know, it's – in fact, here, I have one. Coincidentally, right here. Okay, here, here it is, right here. Listen. Yeah. Okay. annoying i don't think it's i don't find that annoying maybe i'm a noise i can't even make it as loud as that guy did but (laughs) mm, 
I swear it was so loud. It was like, and it was, it was just like 90 minutes of. <laughs> All right. I have a problem with the unwrapping part. I think when people are fumbling with wrappers at the movies, that's annoying. Although I can do that with raisinets and, you know, and all of that, and I can shuffle my popcorn around. Oh. I think you're right. The proximity to how many people, I tend to go to movies, A, that nobody wants to see, and B, at weird times. So I, you know, yeah, well, get to myself more. Well, you know, you go in a theater. This is the worst part. You go in a theater, and the movie's already been out for three weeks. And so you're in a small, relatively small theater anyways. You and your person that you go with are the only two people in there. You sit in the center, kind of up towards the top, mm-hmm. but not all the way to the top. Then another person, one one or two people come in, they see where you're at, and they have to come right behind your ass. <laughs> they kick, right there. They kick yes. your seat, and they start texting and talking really Talk. loud. And the, yeah, anybody who does... Who- <laughs> The personal space thing is big for me. You're right. And in, a, in an empty movie theater, do not sit right next to me. Just don't do that. That's not cool. Sit several aisles away or whatever. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. That's annoying. So, uh, yeah, texting. Sometimes, you know, you'll see kids, kids, well, maybe adults now, I guess. They show up and they get, they're in front of you. And then they have their, with the, the way cell phones are now, it's in your face. <laughs> You know, the screen well, brightness yes. is as bright as it could be. And they're like, hey, movie, shut the phone down. Yeah, turn your phone down. And and we were just in the movies the other day, and somebody had their phone on, you know, 10 rows in front of us. So in theory, I was not going to hear them. But you see the light. It's like a giant beacon. It's yeah. like I'm coming through the fog off the coast of Maine, and I can see your goddamn cell phone. Turn it off. I, I think back in the day when we had the LCD screens, and they just had like that little – backlit display. Yeah, a little tiny thing. You know, that wasn't as big of a deal because it could be very dim. You could probably get away with that. But not today. Today you have your own darn portable movie player in your pocket. So, <laughs> Yeah. I'm tempted All right. To, we need a laser pointer put on our next uh, iPhone so we can zap you in the movies. Zap those people. Yeah. <laughs> well, I almost think there'd be a nice – social justice version like to having having a paintball shooter on your iPhone or a paintball shooter on your car and so when somebody's a jerk or does something stupid you could just spritz them with some ink and some paint and then they have to wear that for the rest of the day and everybody would know that oh that person did something stupid stay away from them they were in violation of the how yeah. dare you rule <laughs> and how dare you alright and this is the last one we're going to end on a high note okay well the, this topic Right. Well, and this you might actually end on a high note if you do this wrong. Mm-hmm. For men, adjusting themselves in public. <laughs> how dare you? How dare you? You know, I've not understood that. I, I don't personally... And you're a guy, so you would have, you know... I mean, when you see a guy, especially if you're in nice clothes, you know, you're wearing dockers or something of that nature, and you see a guy just reach down... And grab his business. It's like, really? What's the deal? What's how, how uncomfortable are you that you have to do that at that very moment? Just the the idea of touching yourself in that way just seems very inappropriate in public. Right. I mean, I can understand if your underwear is like creeping up, but you don't. It's different. You don't. T- you don't that's the grab. It's kind of like the the Michael Jackson grab. Like, did Michael yeah. Jackson make it okay for all these guys to just grab their crotch? I think, I think so. In sports players and all that, yeah. They, I mean, that that's more accepted 
in the music and sports industries than it is in just the regular day-to-day business attire industries. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Um, I don't have a problem with it. As someone who has a lot of personal tics, okay, I have a lot of things that I do, um, things that I shouldn't do out in public. So I, I can't – I don't it, want to sound judgmental. It immediately draws your eye to their crotch. It does. And, and, and you and, and I it, see this a lot when people are trying to present something at it. Maybe it's a Toastmaster thing or maybe it's you know a business thing and, you, and that's what they do. It's so distracting as a listener or viewer or partaker of their subject that you don't – you just – everything goes out the window from there. You don't think of anything else, right? Yeah. I mean it's just not professional. It's not – not uh, something that I would expect to see somebody do. And I also think – I mean this is going to take it a little bit to the extreme. But like public spitting and all that, I just – I don't get that either. To me, that's rude. Oh, yeah. I've seen people who do that. They just spit just it's, anywhere. It's like I don't get that. That isn't – you know, if you're running – okay, if you're running and you are got a loogie or something you have to hawk up desperately, oh. I guess it's different. But, it's totally different. But those are just people who just kind of, you know, develop some spit. I mean, most people actually swallow <laughs> saliva. You know, it gets in their mouth and then they swallow it and they drink. Right. They and, don't have to expel it. No. Yeah. What is that a weight loss thing? I don't know. Hey, oh, you know, yeah, the body produces spider. one gallon of uh, spit a day. So if you spit that out, you'll uh, you know lose 2.2 pounds every day. This is a new strategy for me. I could use this. I can employ this in my weight loss efforts right now. I'm doing that. Uh, yeah, that's disgusting. I'm yeah. sorry. And it won't work for weight loss. I'm trying. No. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Yeah. How dare you insult me by telling me I'm going to get of course, calories? Of course, you know, going back to the cigarette thing, you know, how dare you throw your cigarette butts anywhere you think that the world's your ashtray? Right. Yeah. Well, that's the how dare you smoke. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and it's part of it. I think when it, I mean that's just a disgusting something that that is really outside the bounds of good taste. Yeah. All right. Wow. All right. Well, there it is. How dare you? I think we you. we covered a whole bunch of how dare you great topics. <laughs> <laughs> I will not go over them again, but you should go listen to this podcast again if you think you missed something. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Mental will return at some point in time. Well, yeah, we should let everybody know what we're doing the next couple of weeks, right? We've got our year in review shows. Yeah, two year in review shows coming up next week and the week after. And Not- the week after is fun because that's when we're going to make our Deadpool predictions. Okay. Deadpool. And I have some shocking names for my Deadpool this year. Deadpool predictions for 2012. I'm going to have to come up with one. Some, and uh, then, some good, uh, some yeah, good oh, ones. Yeah. I got some good ones. Cool. And a couple people from last year that didn't croak that I wanted to, so I'm going to keep them. I'm just going to move them right over to next year. Okay. Deadpool and we have to do our resolutions. Resolutions, right? yeah. And maybe even play back last year's resolutions and yeah, see how we Yeah, we could have some snippets that we'll have to haunt each other with. Listen uh, to this one here. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, what you but maybe that's a thing. Maybe maybe public shaming will actually get me to do my. Well, I, I am re re resolving. I already have a re resolution that I failed on that I'm going to be re resoluting for the next oh, year. Oh, good. Yeah, but we do have oh, another all thing. All right, we're all right, doing. all right. We 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 had a conversation about writing recently. Right. And right. the thing is, is can you write? 600 words a day. 
for, I mean, for a, a length of time. And, and look, folks out there, you guys can try this too. You can get in on this and you can post your stuff to the Facebook page. I'm going to post the list of what both me and Teresa are going to be writing about. Okay. And uh, so there, there were random topics that we just wrote down and we have to choose them. And the reason this came up is because someone that we like is writing a book. And of course, Judd and I are just frustrated comedy writers, right? Like that's our stick in life and that we're not in a writer's room somewhere eating their free food and, and throwing pencils at each other is what's wrong with our lives, right? We but, really want to be doing this and we just haven't done it. Right. So if we were going to write a book, you would be commissioned to write a book, and in general, it's 600 words a day for 90 days to create a book. And could you do that? I don't know. This is what we're going to try. We're only going to try for five days. Five days. So, so we're really publishing a pamphlet more than a book. Yeah, yeah, so, so, so we came up with uh, 10 topics. Teresa came up with five. I came up with five. And then we threw them into the randomizer. And we randomizer. And so we each got five of those topics, some that we chose of our own, and then some that the other person chose. Yeah. And I'm going to read through them real quick what the topics are. And uh, let's see here. Where are my topics? Ah, okay. So the topics are in random order. Well, in the order <laughs> actually that we're going to use them toes, first times, weight, alcohol, water, mermaids. Food, family photos, entertainment, and red. Red. Okay. So, so you have five of those. I have five of those. We're going to write 600 words a day on one of those topics every day. Every day for the next five days starting, what, tomorrow? Yeah, let's start tomorrow. Starting tomorrow because that gives yeah. me time to get the podcast I know. Done. I could start tonight, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a, an extra day. So if, you, if you, 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 think, you think you're getting an extra day, but I know that – and here's the thing. Will we be able to make it? Will we be able to get this done between now and our next podcast? There should be some punitive damages if we don't, so we'll have to work on that. Yeah. <laughs> the incentive would not be a Starbucks card if you don't get it done, because then I won't get it done because I'll get a Starbucks card. So we'll have to come up with something. All right. Well, we'll well you know, the incentive for doing it for 90 days is what, uh, the $100,000 advance, the million dollars. On the book, the right? Book, right? Yes. But, you know, but you know, keeps you, keeps you motivated. But let's right. see if we can do this. 600 words and uh, we're going to Five days. Five days. Okay. So, so, no problem. Well, that's 3,000 words. Damn, you're good at math. Okay. Damn, that's quick. Math's hard. I'm going to be a stripper. I'm going to be a stripper instead. That's right. Today's tagline. All right, let's wrap this up. Let's send these people home. All right. Well, once again, from the East Coast, this is Judd for TJ Talks. From the West Coast, how dare you? (laughs) And we will talk to you later. Talk to you later.
throat. Because it would hurt, right? And it makes them shut up. I That's wanna, what I, I like. I just want to punch you in the throat. In the throat. 